Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Uncanny Earth, the wildly popular radio program starring myself and my co-host, Spider. Yes. Clap, 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 clap. I'll do some golf clapping for myself here. And today's episode, we have some information about the Immortals. (sighs) Ooh, exciting. But first, I'd like to make a public announcement. This Uncanny Earth is no longer affiliated with Hardcore Paranormal. As the founder of Hardcore Paranormal, I decided that it was best to step away for a while and to to concentrate on this radio show, get it going, and also, in the future, I'll be doing another show, possibly a YouTube channel or YouTube show, with the other founder of Hardcore Paranormal, Miss Natalie. So... Stay tuned for that. But tonight, let's let's get to brass tacks here and talk about the Immortals. Spider, what do you got for us? All right. Well, um, we've got all kinds of stuff going on, of course. The Immortals covers a pretty wide range of, of topics. When people think about Immortal, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Somebody who's immortal does not necessarily mean that they're invincible. Okay. Immortal basically means that you won't really be passing on from long life. You'll basically live forever unless something takes you out early, like some kind of a disease or some kind of a, uh, if somebody hacks off your face or something like that. <laughs> and uh, trying not to get too graphic here for, for the kids. That was, and, a, little, um, that was a little much. Well, well, a little hacked know, face. I mean, it could have been worse. Um, True. <laughs> so, so to be an immortal means you still have to be careful of certain things, but you can basically last an on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So, um, there's also a big kind of misconception, too, and I'm going to touch on this early, make sure I get it out of the way first, is that immortal does not automatically translate into undead and vice versa. Yes. Because undead is generally accepted to be someone who was passed on, but then reanimated. Not in every case. I mean, there's some people who just transition right over, but if you're undead... It does not necessarily mean you're immortal. You share a lot of the same same uh, statistics. Like you, um, it, it, undead can't pass on from from age because they don't, and uh, but you can still be defeated by other means. So all your vampires and all your your creepy critters <laughs> out there who are undead, unfortunately, you don't get to be immortal tonight. Not tonight, but maybe on a future episode. That's right. And uh, and we might give in get into that pretty in depth because because vampirism and all that stuff is a pretty nice subject. There's actually like a revival of vampirism, which is kind of silly, kind of not. I don't want to insult anybody, but no, um, not at all. It, it, it's an interesting thing. I've seen some documentaries on it and, and talked to some people who are into it. So, but that's a that's a story for another day, of course. Indeed. So while we're on that subject, let's uh, let's start off with our first immortal. And I'm going to let Rob go ahead and list, because there's one that is probably acknowledged as the number one most famous immortal of all time in a lot of stories. And I'm going to let you take it away. Drum roll, please. And the top immortal of all time is Count St. Germain. Come on down. If you're in the chat room, Count St. Germain, let us know you're here. Let me give some applause. I'm a little late with this applause, but I'll go ahead and put that in there. People just stunned that he was here. 
He's going to be a future guest or <laughs> a past guest. Mm. Anyways, the Count St. Germain was born in either 1691 or 1712 and died in 1784. Or did he? Let's go. Son of, he was the son of Prince Francis II of the son, sorry, the son of Prince Francis II, Arcazzi of Transylvania. Anybody that wants to correct him on the last name, feel free to. I'm not Transylvanian, so my apologies to anybody from Transylvania that's listening. He was referred to by Voltaire as the Wonder Man, and he has lived for years, 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 years. Some say 500, some say longer. He was educated by the last of the Medici, Gian Gaston. Now, here's another. Here's, some, here's a couple other people that they say is also Saint Germain. He is claimed to be a Jew by the name of Simon Wolf. He is also reported to be Spanish Jesuit Amar. And others think he was the son of an Italian princess and a tax collector, which is actually the most plausible theory out of all of this. But nobody really knows for sure. Now, some amazing feats from the Count is that he could play music without a music sheet, meaning he could make up the music in his head and play it on the piano. Now, we got to remember, this is going to be 1800s era of music so there's going to be a lot of pianos and harpsichords and things of that nature so he could play all of these things without having a music sheet uh some say he didn't even study music he could just play it uh, another fascinating aspect is that at these banquets when he would be playing the piano or harpsichord when he ate he ate very little some say he didn't eat at all at these banquets it was reported that he survived basically on a piece of bread water and the white part of the chicken the white meat so to speak and that's all people ever saw him eat. and if they see him at some times whenever he would have these illustrious banquets of people he wouldn't eat at all and he was noted as not eating you know everybody's gorging out everybody's got a turkey leg in one hand and a turkey leg in the other and there's goblets of wine flowing and reverie and good times to be all but uh, the count would just sit when everybody was done. He would hold a basic court where he would tell people different things. Now, one of the most fascinating things, and this is where it starts stepping into the metaphysical realm or the esoteric realm of Mr. Germain. He could take flaws out of diamonds. Now, it is said that the Count learned these things from India, traveling with mystics, maybe some Brahmin priests, so on and so forth, learn how to take flaws out of a diamond. I bet, I bet a jeweler would just love him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Germain yes. also spoke. <laughs> I got it at Germain's. <laughs> um, every kiss begins with Germain. <laughs> he also, Jermaine Jackson's he also spoke. out there being like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Come on the show, Jermaine Jackson. It's not spelled the same, though, but come on the show. Good stuff. Uh, he spoke many languages. He spoke French, Italian, Polish, Arabic, and more. It is said he was a well-traveled man, having traversed all over the world. Uh, and people wondering, you know, how, uh, how did he die? Well, supposedly he died of uh, sickness such as a pneumonia or 
one of the many other complicated diseases back in 1784. <clears throat> so I was wrong about the 1800s <laughs> earlier, but that's okay. That's okay. Because it was only supposedly that he died. So am I wrong or am I not? You'll never know. Well, according to the fact sheet, they uh, they do not have a tomb for him, and uh, there nope. is no no body or remains available or ever was available to investigate. Hmm. So he dies in 1784 at his good friend Prince Charles's castle, supposedly. Some say that was a cover-up so he could sneak out. Um, there had been times when he was wanted for practicing what we would think today is alchemy, which is that's pretty much what it was. Uh, he could, he could basically transfer metal or, or, or transfer metal, you know, the old lead to gold concept years later, a, he's been cited in numerous places. You know, he's, he's always been thought to be at the forefront of world changing events, such as when the declaration of independence was, that Count Germain hid in a room with the door closed and spoke to all the men who signed the Declaration of Independence and told them to sign it, told them it would be better for the world. If we keep going, if we advance more, there's a woman by the name of Elizabeth Clare Prophet. She's, wrote, she's writ, written the, a couple books, uh, one about the, the, um, the Book of Enoch, but she has a church, had a church, and was said to actually communicate with St. Germain. And St. Germain would, would talk through her and would tell people things. And they, they actually worship St. Germain. Um, in the late 60s, it is said that St. Germain was a singer. And I do not have the name in front of me, folks. I apologize. But he was a singer, uh, I believe a French singer who claimed to also be Count St. Germain, but he actually killed himself, I believe, in 84. So look that up, folks. Like I said, do your research on this. You know, I, I had the name earlier. I just, you know, forgot to bring it with me, my fault. Um, if anybody's in the chat room and wants to put it in the chat room, please do. This way people can see it. If not, I will turn it over to Spider for our next immortal. Right, St. Germain, interesting guy. And um, there's been a few other figures throughout history that, are, that have supposedly been immortal. And then it depends on, uh, it depends on whether you believe certain, certain sources and things like that. I've got a couple of big ones, a couple of really, really big ones. These are, um, these are uh, religious immortals. These are f taken from, uh, from biblical sources. So um, do some reading, check into that. One of them, apparently... And uh, this was John the Apostle, who was one of the followers of Jesus. And according to some Mormon scriptures, um, there was, there's a verse in, uh, in the book of John that says that he will tarry or remain on the earth until the second coming, which is really interesting. Um, because there's certain points in, in biblical writing. And again, we're not, we of course don't, don't advocate particular, uh, particular belief systems here. We're just reading up on different books and, and presenting, some, presenting some ideas for you. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. a, apparently there's, there's quite a few people who, in biblical sources, that it, when they list the genealogies and they said they lived for however many years and things, there, there are a few that they don't have an end date. They don't have a, a time for how long exactly they lived. 
a few of them they say that they lived and then they went right up which is went up to to be physically with god which is interesting because when people died in the bible they they flat out said they they died at whatever age so it, it's an interesting point. It could be poetic. It might just be because they were really uh, a really spiritual person. It might not. The other figure in in biblical writing that I'm going to bring up is uh, is Cain, of course, who's supposed to be the brother of Abel and the first murderer, as in he uh, he killed his brother Abel. And um, and there's a few different reasons as perhaps why he did that. There's some debate. I'm not going to get into that exactly. But um, supposedly, part of his curse was that he would wander the earth uh, essentially forever at that point because he had a mark that would prevent harm from coming to him. Now, some people can interpret that as saying that it just means other people can't do things to him and he had a natural lifespan. Some other people will say that because it says no harm will come to him, it means that no harm of any kind, which means no no disease, no poison, no no danger. So... Very interesting thing. Um, there's not been any stories uh, about people meeting. There's been a, a few, but they've been rarer. You get a lot more stories about people like St. Germain than you do about people meeting Cain on the road somewhere. There have been a few <laughs> once or twice. And um, he has been compared to another figure. And sometimes people say he's one and the same, but not in every case. I'm going to let Rob talk about the Wandering Jew. Okay, now I'm going to take a second here. Richard Chanfray is the uh, the singer, the French singer that I said was reported to be Saint Germain, and he was born in 1940, and he died uh, in 1983. So, rest in peace to that man. And we'll continue on with the Wandering Jew, who some say was actually Count Saint Germain. Okay, so we start with. And I'm probably going to butcher this name too, guys. So, you know, bear with me. You know, you probably... Th- he never gets any names right after. <laughs> Cardiphilus, I hope that's right, was a Jewish shoemaker who at the time of Jesus carrying his cross, Christ set his cross down, you know, as, a, as any person who has ever had to carry that something that heavy, you're going to get tired and you have to set it down, especially when you've been lashed and you have a crown of thorns on your head. So it's going to be a little heavy, so you got to set it down. <clears throat> well, he basically told Jesus, get to moving. You know, go on. Why do you? Why are you hanging out here? Uh, Jesus basically said, with a, with a stern saying, you know, I will stand and rest, but you will go on until the last day. Now, if, if we're looking into this, into what is being said here, if we look to Matthew 16, 28, from the literal concordant New Testament, it quotes, Verily, I'm saying to you that there are some of those standing here who under no circumstances should be tasting death till they should be perceiving the Son of Mankind coming into his kingdom. So that's a very interesting idea. And there's, there's also numerous other places in the Bible that speak of these sorts of immortal sayings. As Spider just just told us, you know, he told us about Cain and tell us about some other things. So this man is going to roam the world until Christ's return. And many say that he actually is converted to Christianity and that the only day of the year that he can rest is Christmas. 
Um, I don't know how true that is since Christmas is technically a pagan holiday. So I don't, you know, there's some little bit of hiccup there, but, uh, but he could be Count St. Germain, which is, which I found to be fascinating because it seems like everybody is Count St. Germain <laughs> in one way or another. Just don't laugh, Spider. I could it be might Count St. It might be me. Could be me. You in Radio Land will never know if I am the real Count St. Germain. He does know more languages than I do. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> see now you're gonna see now you're gonna get the Man in Black after us. <laughs> Are they Check out that, that episode. <laughs> the I thought we were gonna review the movies. <laughs> we are. This is where we're gonna do that, right? No, just kidding. We're not gonna um, do that right now. <laughs> Maybe last thing. The 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 key thing about the Wondering Jew is. He's not only talked about in one section of the world. He's been discussed in England, France, Germany, Brazil, Latin America, the United States. So multiple places have spoke about the Wandering Jew. Now, maybe it's just kind of a cool little um, story. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever from, is familiar with the books by a man named, uh, I think his name was Casca. Basically, he was the man that stabbed Christ in the side with the spear. Well, basically, he was cursed to live forever, and there's a bunch of books about him roaming the earth and, like, World War II, Vietnam, so on and so forth. So, you know, I mean, I think people have a certain love affair with the immortal ideology. You know, they they think, oh, you know, if there's a way to live forever, but do you want to live forever? Might as well have to ask Queen, see how they feel about it. True, true. <laughs> All right, Spider, what do you got next? All right, moving along here. Um, we've also got we've got a couple more, um, I don't want to say modern, but uh, uh, farther up from, from biblical times. Let's go into the Middle Ages. And now this was something that I did not know, <clears throat> and I read these stories, and I should know. Um, what? The uh, Of course, the Knights... After the Holy Grail, King Arthur's knights, they all went on the quest to search for the Grail, and most of them were unsuccessful. Now, an interesting thing, and I don't know how I just how I didn't notice this, but three of them were able to find them. But out of those ones, only one of them, and I didn't, I didn't really even know that one of them had actually succeeded, one of them managed to achieve immortality by it. And of course, these are stories, and there's not a lot of historical... Uh, citation to go along with with the stories about the Hor- the Holy Grail at the moment, so who knows where this will end up? But um, Sir Galahad apparently achieved immortality by the Holy Grail, and I did not know this, which kind of made me kick myself when I first pulled up the article because I've read the stories. I should know. I've I've seen I've seen the movie on many a television, and uh, of course that's explanatory for everybody, but. Um, yeah, Sir Galahad achieved immortality by the Grail. Now, if Sir Galahad is out in the audience somewhere and wants to come in and tell us the story about that, <laughs> I'd love to hear it. I mean, if it's anything like a Monty Python story about the Holy Grail, that would make it even better. But if it's not, you know, who knows? But uh, or like Indiana Jones, maybe <laughs> if you got like an Indiana Jones style, that's he's right. immortal, right? I mean, if you obviously go the... Sir Galahad yeah, chose then... wisely, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Right. Another he didn't figure, choose poorly. That's right, and he didn't go into that really, really weird claymation sequence. Um, 
<laughs> it was the 80s and 90s. I mean, what did, we didn't have CGI. Well, that's what, that's what happens when you're a Nazi. I mean, that's this, right. this is what happens. That's right. You just you become a pile of goo, you goo pile. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Accompanying Sir Galahad as an immortal, but not connected directly to the Holy Grail, would be the wizard Merlin. And uh, supposedly uh-huh. he was an immortal. And he never really particularly died, but that he eventually got caught in some kind of a trap, a magical trap, and he's remained there to this day, which is interesting. Um, Some people say the trap is a tomb or a cave or a mist or even a tree, which says, again, that that it's uh, mystical means and things. And um, But beyond that, Merlin supposedly had lived for long, long, long centuries before that have been part of many, many cultures. Almost as famous at the time as uh, as St. Germain, maybe even kind of a, a, a proto-St. Germain, sort of, as far as the stories go. But, uh, well, it is said that, that he is, once again, St. Germain was also supposedly Merlin, just mm-hmm. another incarnation of, of, of the old St. Germain. This guy gets around. Let me just say, St. Germain, if you're out there listening right now, you want to come on the show and tell us all about your immortal life? Come on. I'd like to hear what it was like back in the 1700s. Absolutely. Um, so there we have, we've got two people connected to uh, to the King Arthur stories, Merlin and Sir Galahad, who both ended up being immortal for various reasons. Um, now, if you're, a, if you're a conspiracy guy... Oh, no. I got... You want, wait a minute, let me put my hat on. <laughs> There we go. Extra tight, extra tight. Extra tight on the tinfoil there. If you're a conspiracy <clears throat> guy, you'd have to wonder that uh, that if if Merlin engineered people to go after the Grail, did he did he assume someone was going to find it and become immortal, or did he assume that it was going to to be a failure and none of them would become immortal? And what happened when Sir Galahad became immortal by it? How did Merlin feel about all that? You don't know because nobody wrote a story about it. So interesting how things like that get kind of pushed together and maybe just maybe sir galahad's part of the one percent now i've heard stories too because everybody if there's one conspiracy people like to tack on every other existing conspiracy to it to make sure it's one big vast conspiracy (laughs) casserole and um with cheese it's like a goulash that goes on for years it never goes bad because it's just there's just so much of it. And people just keep adding more to it. More and more and more. <laughs> so there have been people who've said that Merlin, St. Germain, and the Wandering Jew were all the same. They also say, despite the fact that Merlin was probably not Jewish, they also say that, uh, that the Wandering Jew is the founder of the modern-day Illuminati, to which people like the Bush family and the Clinton family and all those others are supposed to be all connected to performing their their evil, despicable rights. So, you know, these things can really grow out of control a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to... I can't... I can't deny that absolutely that these things could happen. I guess I can't. I don't have evidence that they don't happen, but I don't really have evidence that they do either. So I'm going to keep my, my skeptics badge on here, uh, shine that up a little bit, and uh, and make sure I say that I kind of doubt it. <coughs> now, 
Now, all that being said, um, what we're so going the... to... <laughs> Here's, we should have a Count St. Germain counter because supposedly he is also a member of the Illuminati. Just, just to, just to kind of add Germain into the big old St. Germain goulash. Yeah, let's roll it all up into the... This is the conspiracy <laughs> of all possible conspiracies, and there we go. Um, it's all immortals and Count St. Germain's. <laughs> I could literally the, picture uh, the Count St. Germain face. Like, every time we say his name, if we were doing, like, a video of it, it would just show his face and maybe, like, that weird, annoying horn that they do. Like, <laughs> It's a cutout, and it's pasted on another person's body every time. Until eventually everyone in the room is... Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Sorry to interrupt. He's clone. He's an alien clone. Ancient aliens. All tied together. I just feel like St. Germain is just in everything. Like, he's... (laughs) He's in everything. (laughs) He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Okay. Nobody knows that song, probably. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) With uh, with St. Germain all being said... We're going to uh, take a couple minutes here just to let you know about our, our, our station and everything like that. Of course, this uncanny earth is part of the Let's Talk About Music radio network. We have three shows available to listen to every week on that network, and uh, and they're all chock full of awesome content. This week's a little weird because uh, tomorrow night on Friday you will not be hearing me over the radio on the Dirty Round weekend. I'll be performing live in Kent, Ohio, and that's doing some singing if anyone's going to be out that ways all right and i'm not going to prop that too much on this show of course because this show is we're not particularly music related on this show but it's just something to throw out there and um catch us of course every week on this time slot between 10 and 11 leaning much much more towards 10 to midnight every week as we do this i think i think the plan yeah evolving definitely so. in that direction we'll make a definitive announcement on that when <clears throat> it happens but that looks like how we're going to be going. So write that into your calendars as a possible, hey, I need right. some extra time every Thursday. I've got to catch the whole show. Okay. Right. Don't be just listening so, to that. So if, you, if you're at work, you got to tell your boss, hey, this uncanny earth's on. If you don't like it, you just got to fire me. Yeah. For that but don't do much. that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that because we told you to. But you should just make a firm statement. Thursday nights, you need to be in your chairs, in your couches, in your cars, set your internet radio dial to this uncanny earth, the internet's wildly popular radio show. That's right. Um, now, with all that taken out of out uh, all that business stuff, just think <laughs> and just do an Elmer Fudd for you there. I don't even know what that was supposed to be an Elmer Fudd. I had like six ask- <laughs> accents there. You didn't even say, are you Count St. Germain? You have to be. Besides the fact that it was Porky Pig and not Elmer Fudd that does that kind of stuff, too. I even got my Looney Tunes wrong. You didn't even get Elmer Fudd right. I know. Man. (laughs) Just a... I don't even know where to go from there. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens, Uncannyites. This is what happens. That's right. Not to be confused with Canaanites. That's right. Okay. Don't, let's don't talk confuse about, the two. Uh, let's talk about, apart from the people who were supposedly immortal, let's talk about some ways the people have supposedly become immortal over the years. Ooh. Or some ways that certain pieces of literature would say that people should 
perform to become immortal. I like this. Um, I like it. One of the uh, the most famous stories, is, of course, is the story of Gilgamesh. And uh, this was during Babylonian times. Supposedly it's an older story from all the way back in, uh, in early Mesopotamian times. But the oldest surviving account is from, from Babylonian, I believe. And um, he is on a quest. He's the king of, of his country. And he's on his way to do a quest along with his, um, along with his companion Enkidu. Enkidu supposedly dies, and so Gilgamesh pursues immortality to avoid his fate. He is given two tests, and he fails them, and he does not become immortal. But the point of the story was that he realizes instead that mortals attain immortality through lasting works of civilization and culture. So that's an interesting point, that uh, that being immortal doesn't necessarily mean living physically um Physically, supposedly. But um, the other story that I have about that is, and this is something that your pronunciation might be a lot better than mine, but uh, I'm going to try it here. This is the first emperor of China. Um, Ooh, I know where you're going with this. Qin Shi Hong. Did Mm -hmm. I get that close? Okay, good. I'm pretty good with my pronunciations sometimes when I'm not mispronouncing Looney Tunes characters. Um (laughs) He apparently sought immortality in his old age. He uh, he twice sent hundreds of people under the direction of Shu Fu, one of his mm. courtly people, to find the legendary elixir of life, and he failed. And unfortunately, he died of mercury poisoning after he had eaten too many mercury pills prescribed by his court doctors to make him immortal. Because supposedly at the time, mercury was supposed to extend your lifespan. Obviously, that doesn't, and we know that today. <laughs> but, um, he didn't apparently know that at the time. So, Not at all. Other ways that people have supposedly become immortal. Now, you've got the ways that people become undead through the bite of a vampire and things like that. But as, we, as I mentioned earlier, that process kills you and then raises you as undead. So not true immortality there. Correct. But um, certain... Uh, if you're a particularly pious person, then supposedly um, a, a deity like uh, like the the Christian God will will raise you up into uh, into the kingdom of heaven without dying. Supposedly that's a form of immortality. Um, a couple of people who attained that, of course, um, one of which was the the uh, the man known as Enoch, who brought back an account of his time there and then was taken back up later, mm-hmm. and no account is of his death at the time. So interesting stuff there. And we'll be going more into that probably in a future episode, maybe talk about the fallen angels and how they are described in other historical contexts and how they could be ancient aliens. So if you remember in the first episode, we talked about ancient aliens. I think we're going to go back to that because the Enochian literature is fascinating. And the Old Testament does talk about Enoch you know, seeing the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. and coming back and being like, well, it was cool hanging out with you guys for a bit, but uh, this place is not for me. I'm out. I'm back up to heaven. Uh, and that's just, you know, and, and it says that he was taken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say he died and was taken. It said he was taken. One so, of the two, uh, I, I can't remember which one it is. I always mix up my stories because the names are so similar, and I know they're two mm-hmm. different people. 
but um, either Elijah or Elisha mm-hmm. uh, was taken up in the flaming chariot. I believe it was Elijah, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Taken Elijah. up in the flaming chariot. So again, someone who went Elijah. up and never actually is mm-hmm. is described as having died. So a possible immortal there. Now, here's a stickler point. Does it count being immortal if you're not still here? Well, if you transcend, let's say you're going with a deity and not an alien because some people do believe that the supposed chariot of fire was actually an alien craft and they took and they basically abducted and this, that, and the third. Say you transition with a god, you're not dying. And obviously you're not going to die. If you piece the Bible and you piece the Book of Enoch together, Enoch became more of like God's messenger, almost like an angel. And so angels, by default are immortal now here's here's something i will ask about that too are angels immortal because do you have to so here's the thing do you have to be able to die to be immortal do you have to live with the off offset chance that you're gonna die because i say i say chance because if you believe in immortality there might be a way out of it do you does that count as being an immortal or does that count as just being a cosmic being since you don't die? Interesting points. Interesting points. And um, you kind of have to take into account, too, that uh, that the way angels and other kind of spiritual creatures are, are described, they're not always described as their own beings. They weren't really, like, born and, and, and had a natural life cycle like people do. So... A sticking point can be if you're a created being, if you were created mm-hmm. for a purpose direct as you are without any sort of big or, or birth or, or whatever, can you truly really be ended like that? Do you have a mm-hmm. lifespan at all? Are you just an existing creation, which is another interesting thing. Um, a lot of the depictions of, of uh, beings like that show that they're androgynous. They don't have any sort of reproductive parts at all, mm-hmm. which means they're not male or female. They might take on an aspect to be more comfortable with people. But beyond that, so if, you, if you're a created being with no method of reproduction at all, um, what sort of does that count as immortal? Because does that count as the same form of life? Interesting. Very interesting tangent. Because we also have recorded instances in Egyptian mythology of gods coming down and talking to people and, you know, those people becoming, I mean, you also have pharaohs that were supposedly immortal too, that they were, you know, like Akhenaten was supposedly the sun god. He was the sun. So if he's the sun, was he immortal? You know, it's, it's, it's things like that because if he says he's the sun, is he a cosmic being? But he had reproductive organs. So mm-hmm. does this does this mean he was immortal too? I mean, obviously he wasn't. But it's it's something to ponder when you think about immortality. It's good thought experiments. Um, another big, real famous way that I just thought about while we we're doing this, I should have known and researched this before, but I've got some stuff pulled up about it now, is the Fountain of Youth. Oh, Ponce de Leon. That's right. And that story goes back a ways, believe it or not. Um, The story appears in all the way back in the stories of Herodotus. And uh, that's in the 5th century B.C. And um, 
the the story is that drinking the waters of the fountain of youth can can extend your life by by keeping you young and that's a form of immortality too if you continued to drink it essentially forever um it does not say anything about not being able to to resist disease or damage or anything like that it would just be staving off old age which is a pretty good definition of immortality the most famous person of course as you just mentioned was juan ponce de leon who was the first governor of puerto rico in the 16th century and uh according to various combination of um of different writings um he was searching for the fountain he was searching for the fountain of youth when he traveled to what became florida this was in 1513 and the legend says that he was told by native americans that the fountain of youth was in the meany the uh, and it could restore youth to anyone now of course he didn't find it there's a few movies that have been made about the search some of them are are pretty good some of them are kind of strange um <laughs> The fountain with uh, with Hugh Jackman kind of comes to mind. Oh, the oh. I still don't understand, but that's okay. Um, <sighs> one of these was days, it the tree? Old... Yeah. Was the tree the fountain? Uh, I still don't know. I still don't get it. <laughs> if I, you, I... Listen, if you're in the comments and you know exactly what that movie is about and you figured out this, this is this is one of the mysteries that Spider and I talk about like uh, on a, on a regular basis. What is going on in this movie? And I don't want to hear anybody out there say, well, it's just it's too smart for you. <laughs> no, it just doesn't make sense. Like, uh, is, is he, look, I sound like Arnold, like, I'll, I'll get to the chapels, do it. What is the fountain? Where is it? It's here, do it. Give me life. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're out there in Radio Land and you, you've seen the fountain and you like it, hey, I'm not going to you know disrespect you for it. But please tell us what it's about. Like, make it make sense because it doesn't. Makes no sense. That's right. So, I mean, it, but it just goes to illustrate that there have always been stories that people have searched after uh, for something mm-hmm. external to make them immortal. Supposedly, that there were there were figures who were born immortal who were not gods themselves, which is an interesting point. Um, we don't know about Saint Germain, of course. There he comes we popping up not. again. We don't <laughs> There's know about just his, uh, floating around. Just <laughs> we don't know about his birth and childhood, so we don't know no. how that might have factored in. He was a mysterious figure. But um, if we look at some of the Greek legends, we know the legend of Hercules. He was a demigod, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be immortal also, although he was eventually killed trying to do his trials. And, wasn't, um, the, wasn't he killed doing the twelve labors? The twelve labors of Hercules to atone for uh, having unfortunately killed his family, which was a trick by his mother Hera. Now, other stories will say that after he failed the trials and after he died himself, the gods took pity on him and raised him from the dead and made him immortal at that point and brought him up to Olympus. So uh, that could be a bit of immortality after point. the fact. Who knows? It echoes a lot of uh, a lot of modern sentiment about people um, who right. who die as pious people and are raised back up to be with their with their deities and everything like that. So it's an interesting it, bit of continuity between old spirituality and modern spirituality. It's funny you mention um, Greek mythology because I think we're forgetting about one of the biggest immortal creatures. And that would be the Hydra. That's true. That's true. The 
seven-headed hydra was supposedly unable to be killed. Every time you would cut a head off, a new head would grow back. And that's a pretty modern... Uh, that story continues, too, because a lot of times um, you, you get a lot of comparison to the hydra from modern... Um, from things like terrorist cells and things these days. People, mm -hmm. because they're so spread out, you can keep hacking away at the various bits and you can't... Yep. Uh, and, and the body of the the ideology doesn't go away and that could be what the story is it could be that the story is a metaphor for an ideology that's so pervasive that it just won't go away however it might not i mean maybe at the time they're still finding dinosaur bones and things over the years they could one day find a dragon bone that's definitive or they could one mm -hmm. day find a hydra skeleton that's definitive and that shows evidence of of multiple regrowth it's hard to say um and then we'd have a new question, I think. If we did find a, a hydroskeleton and it showed that kind of evidence, then we'd have to wonder, well, what put a stop to it? Hmm. Right, right. Interesting. Now, Spider was touching on ways to become immortal, and I figured, you know what? I want to throw this in because this is a really good tale, and, and I don't know if, how many people out there know about it, but if you've ever heard the tale of the Monkey King, Sun Wukong... Mm -hmm. He was appointed the protector of peaches. Okay, now these aren't just like grocery store peaches. These were peaches that when you ate with just one, you got 1,000 years of life. Now, eventually, Su Wukong escaped, but he was then captured for judgment. Now, he also swallowed the pills of immortality, so Wukong was incapable of being executed, and he ended up going to war against Heaven and Buddha, who were able to entrap him for five centuries. And these peaches were given to the gods for their immortality. So if you and I would eat these peaches, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a, a, you know, you would have to eat multiple peaches to, to be immortal. You'd eat, you know, 1,000 years, you'd have to, you know, if they stack... You know, theoretically, you could eat 10 of them, so you'd have 10,000 years of life. But, you know, you would have to keep eating them in order to to stay immortal. So, you know, that's that's a really cool story that I don't know how many people out there in Radio Land know. But the, the Monkey King tale, I mean, it, it's pretty popular in China, Japan. There's been a couple video games. There's been a lot of movies some anime, you know, this, that, and the third, but it's really a good story that I highly recommend to anybody out there listening to our show today. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you can see threads of a lot of these stories in a lot of, a lot of modern mm -hmm. pop culture. You see a lot of it mentioned, and it's it draws mm -hmm. off these old stories without really going into the background. So anytime you see something that's like, well, that's really interesting, go ahead and do some research into it. Check back, do some background. You might find some really entertaining things, even if you're not looking to really... Um, do any do any academic research particularly you might just find some interesting stories some interesting tales that kind of in, mm -hmm. that that get you excited that get you really into the whole the whole paranormal thing that we've got going on out in the world right now and here we go we gotta do this every show i think please do your research please 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 do your research because Earlier, you know, I made a I made a, a a mistake. I didn't know who I was talking about, about the the singer. 
um, Mr. Richard Chanfray. But I looked it up because I wanted you all to know who it was. And that just shows you that, hey, sometimes we mess up. We make some mistakes here, but we always do our research to make sure that we rectify said mistake. Mm -hmm. So please, 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 please do your research. Now, the last thing that I'm going to mention, um, the last thing I'm going to mention about the Immortals this evening is... um, is that there was a, the name Immortals has kind of been around a little bit. That doesn't necessarily mean immortal as an immortal being. Um, back in ancient days, um, military units in Persia, there was a military unit known as the Persian Immortals. And uh, these were named that way because the unit never reduced in strength. Anytime somebody was wounded or hurt, the unit continued on. And um, it made it look like as if the unit itself was immortal and could never be defeated. Now, that name convention was kept upwards through, um, through Iran over the years in, in several moments. It was brought forward during the Sassanid Empire, again during the Byzantine Empire, the French used it, actually, which is a little bit separate. They used to call uh, Napoleon's Imperial Guard the Immortals, probably because of their, their prowess or because of their long-lasting, their longevity. And uh, the Iranian army, under the last Shah, included an all-volunteer guard known as the Immortals, and they specifically picked that name after the ancient Persian Royal Guard to kind of revive that part of the history. And uh, following the Iranian Revolution of 1979... The Immortals were disbanded. So it's interesting how the name convention is still used a lot of the times to to kind of remind people, not necessarily of the historical precedent for it, but just to make a, an impression that, hey, we're here, we're not going away, we're basically immortal. Great point. And <clears throat> I, think, I think that speaks to the, the natural being of humanity like everybody wants to live forever mm-hmm. right nobody wants to die nobody wants to see what's next after this you know everybody pretty much for the most part would like to live forever but now i would like to ask you a question spider and i think this is just something that needs to be to be asked and then i'll answer the same question when you're done would you like to be immortal that's a tough question and the reason i say a tough question is because I've given it a lot of thought myself. And um, and when the classical definition of being mortal means not dying of old age, but it does not necessarily mean that you cannot get old. And uh, and I've had, I've read a few stories over the years that were supposed to be kind of like scary, spooky stories kind of things where people wished to be immortal and then they ended up elderly and super, super weak from just because they're, they're, bone mass and everything continued to degrade but they just could not pass on because they were immortal and and that's kind of a that's that's a hard thought to deal with um as far as the other one goes as far as if you could be somebody like saint germain um (laughs) if you could basically be be young and 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 everything forever and just do whatever you want especially these days it is very easy without even trying to make a lot of enemies 
and and people will be angry at you for all sorts of things and if they see you around all the time constantly never going away somebody's going to take some matters into their own hands and you will be a target and you will almost always have to be in hiding so would i like to be immortal i can see some benefits but um but i can see some benefits to 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 uh reaching the end and jumping over the river and seeing what's on the other side Interesting. Now, uh, this is a tough one. Would I like to be immortal? Now, like Spider said, not in the I just continually get old and fall apart, but I don't die because I can't. No. No, I don't want to do that. But if I could have the... Saint Germain. (laughs) Saint Germain. uh, Youthful vigor, be able to traverse the world. Yeah, I think so. You know, and maybe people would always try to kill me, but they would miss, you know. Um, but what I would I, I think what would be a fun aspect of that and all, and also, un, you know, not fun. The first part being, you know, say, you know, you're right. You know, there's there's a good chance you're going to make a lot of enemies. So what what you could do is you make your fortune because you mean you're you're immortal. You do what you do to make your fortune and then world and you travel and you're with big circles disappear nobody's gonna know you're immortal spend maybe 10 20 years working a farm or you know living in a cottage or just you know staying out of the way you know you don't you don't have to to be in the limelight 24 7 you know i'm sure people are still gonna talk but if nobody can find you and then appear appear again maybe 100 years later now, the big problem with that is the way technology is, they already think that Keanu Reeves is immortal, if anybody's seen those pictures floating around the internet. So, I mean, I can only imagine in 100 years what people would do. Now, the sad part about being immortal, and this, this, is, this is why I don't know if I could really become immortal, you would have to really have a hard heart to be an immortal because, you know, to fall in love with somebody and have children... To see them get old and then die, I think that would that would slowly erode away feelings you have. So at some point, you'd be better off being alone. Nobody wants to keep seeing their loved ones die off. And that's so a common it, theme, too, actually. That's, a, that's something that yep. we didn't really bring up. It's that uh, in some stories, a lot of these immortal folks don't have any close friends, maybe because they've been around for so long that they, they know mm-hmm. what happens when you get close friends. Just like in Highlander. Yeah, but you got to be born a Highlander for that to happen. That's right. I'll have to see if somebody knows about flying. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> Zing ding a dingle. But that was a central piece of, of uh, the first right. half of that movie, watching his, uh, his wife grow old. And, mm-hmm. um, so that's the question everybody will want to ask. I mean, do you want to watch everybody grow old, or do you think the trade off would be worth it? It's an interesting point. Then you got to build up relationships again, and it, it, it's it's and then how do you tell that person? Because do you just you know if you're that close with somebody, but you're an immortal, and they start saying you they're getting old, but you're not. At some point, you're gonna be like, you know, Lucy, I got some explaining to do. The jig is you know? up, right? And so that's another thing. Do you leave them or do you tell them? You know, 
because you might scare that person into going to get the village, and the village is going to come after you. And you're immortal only that you're not going to die in terms of not getting diseases and things of that nature. Nobody said nothing about getting your head chopped off, Highlander reference. That's right. So do you do do you tell your significant other or do you just spend your time romancing and leaving? Interesting point. So again, I mean that kind of brings into account how much uh, how how human would you be at that point if you didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of the qualities. So that's some stuff for everybody to think about for next time. We're um yes. we're getting towards the end of the show and I th- I think that pretty much encapsulated our our final thoughts for the evening. So good uh, good segue into that. Um Next week, and I was thinking about this during the show, when you, uh, when you talked about the spear, the spear that pierced the side of Christ. Oh, the spear of destiny. Thinking, it got me thinking about ancient relics and stories about relics. Like so it. let's talk about I that like next it. week. Next week it's going to be ancient relics. All right, listen up, all you uncannyites out there. I want you, that's what I'm going to start calling you all. All right, I'm going to start calling you guys that because you're all part of the family now. Um, I want the people in the chat room, what would you do? What would you pick? Would you rather be immortal or not immortal? And you can answer later on, too. If you're listening to us on demand and you're not listening to us live, you can post messages. It'll come through through from the chat room as a notification to say, hey, you have a new message on your episode, that kind of thing. So we can go back, take a look, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, you know, don't don't feel like you have to be here at 10 o'clock. If you have other engagements, cool, take us with you. Share this stuff with your friends. Share it with your children. You know, I... I created this with a family-friendly idea in mind so that families could sit around and be like, hey, who is this Count St. Germain? You know, who is that guy? So you guys can sit around and talk about it and and be a family. You know, you you don't sit in front of the TV and watch the normal humdrum of the world. You can sit around and, and talk about these things and build together as a family and just really bring something to the table to talk about why you're eating dinner, maybe. So, but... It is now time for us to get out of here. So, one last thing before we go. Oh. be sure to look us up on Facebook and find the Uncanny Group or this un, the Uncanny Group. I bet it is pretty uncanny. <laughs> this Uncanny Earth <laughs> official Facebook group yes. for discussion yes. and uh, keep it clean. We are going to be actively moderating and everything, but by all means, jump in. Yes. Tell us what you have to say. Give us some articles on things. Maybe you want to see on a future show. It's open for everyone within polite reason yes i totally forgot that so please it's new i mean we just out. actually got it jazzed yes. up we'd made it when before we actually even had the show set up we made the the website yep. but we weren't we didn't have the following yet so now that we've got you guys all listening in all the time and uh, we've got interest join the group talk about it take take please. this uncanny earth the next step and let's let's chit chat a little bit yeah, let, let's let's talk about it I think I'm going to put some uh, some things about our favorite count, a Mr. St. Germain, up in there so people can read about him and, you know, see what he see what that guy was about or is about. Hey. hey. So if there's nothing else from Spider, I'm going to go ahead and say good night. Everybody out there in Radio Land, you guys are awesome. Keep it uncanny, folks. That's right. Don't be normal if you can be uncanny. Good night.